Jimmy and Annette, and we are coming to you from the BCF, living up in a down world studios in the heart of the Texas Hill Country, Bridge Church, Fredericksburg. My name is Jimmy, and this is Annette. And you are no, stunning. No, I'm not. This is Annette. I am Annette. <laughs> I know. You're stunning in that hot pink sweater. Well, it's cold today. It's a sweater day. What okay. happened? We're going to have, we've had 90 degree weather. Yeah, it was 90 yesterday. And so today 50s. it's 50. And I'm like, it's okay. Texas for you. Well, t- tomorrow I think it's supposed to be in the 50s. So I get two sweater days and then I'm back to wearing shorts way. and tank tops uh, I know. in it's February. Flip flops. I know. Crazy. Very odd. It's Very odd. All over the map. It is. But you know, we I learned this when we lived in uh, Tennessee. People in Tennessee say the same thing. Well, it's Tennessee weather for you. You but, know, everybody but they really does do that. have four seasons they do. unlike Texas. They do. But it's anywhere it can be. But our different. four seasons are in one day. Yeah, true. Hey, welcome to Living Up in a Down World. This is episode number 55, and we are so glad you joined us today. We're going to kind of jump right in. I mean, we've had some great things happen. I may or may not share that. We're also on a little bit of a timetable here. because We have it a is, staff meeting this morning. It's 8.44 a.m., and we have a staff meeting at 9.30. So kind of 9.15. It's going to be a long day. Yes. So anyway, we hit the ground running this morning, so we have morning voices, and we both have coffee. Oh, my gosh. Uh, black my rifle cup. coffee. I'm happy. Mine's leaded. Yours is unleaded. Though. I love black rifle. Now, you brought up Black Rifle Coffee Mm -hmm. to our church Sunday. I did. But Rick Green of the Patriot Academy was there, and he's developed his own coffee. And He He has not given me any yet. I'm ready for him. He he says it's better. When he gives us some. when he gives us some, I I think I'm going to have to bring it back up to him because you're going to keep talking about Black Rifle Coffee. Okay, Rick, if you hear this, bro, we need (laughs) show us the money. Bring some coffee. Because you will be talking about it every week. I think we should start... Well, I don't want to start having black rifle coffee at the church on a Sunday morning because we do give out coffee without trying his to see if we might want to use his we'll coffee. We'll see. We'll see. We'll give it church. a shot. Oh, I'm, I'm open. We just got a donation. From, for what? For our living up in a down world. It just came on my oh, phone. Wow. wow. Very cool. Yes. Well, thank you for whoever did that. I'll see if Julie I can find Herbert, it. Julie Herbert just oh, now. Oh, Julie's so awesome. Just now. So sweet. We do have some people to thank. We'll do that later. But yes. as we get started, you and I were having a conversation yesterday. Well, actually it was. Was it Monday? It was what a is few today? days ago. This is Wednesday. We it were talking Monday. about how yeah. we, God really doesn't need us because he can kind of do whatever he wants. And here's why I said that. Yes. So we, we were on a Zoom call with the bishop yes. what, a couple of weeks ago, a week and a half. And he just made a comment about how in Muslim nations right now that the Holy Spirit, an image of Jesus, is showing up in people's rooms. I think I shared this last week. Is it week. like a dream or is it like they they see this aberration? No, they act, an apparition, you mean? Apparition. Sorry. Apparition. That's okay. I just took out my aligner, so my mouth is funky. So they actually see an image of a man dressed in white, like a robe, a white. He's standing. So it's not a vision or a dream. They really see. It is a vision. They're seeing. Yeah. But anyway. They they can't tangibly touch. I'm not in those bedrooms. So I just know that it's a miraculous appearance of some kind. It's happening all over the world right now, not just by the thousands, but by the millions. Which is crazy. This is one of the international bishops um, of the... 
Anglican, Anglican Church. Church, who shared this with us. Yes. He served in Muslim countries his whole life. He's 74 years old, and he's still doing great work right now. He's not retiring. He's refiring. I mean, he's still going. And he was telling you and I that that it's exciting because Jesus is literally showing up. And what happens is, is these these people who don't have any reference point for Christ are finding other people, and they're led to Christians and saying, who is this man in white who came to me and said, come follow me? It, Even quoting blows the, those mind. words, which are, it's a rabbinic saying. The rabbis would pick their disciples and say, come follow me, the which chosen. poses the question. You know, we say we have to go, which we do. We need to go to every nation and preach Jesus. Mm-hmm. But those nations that don't have anybody... They don't, we don't have to, I mean, it's not like God can't do the same thing in those nations that they've never, where they've never even heard of God. Right. I mean, he can do whatever he wants. The passage you're referring to is the Great Commission yes. where Jesus said, and Matthew. Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Verse 19, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. So, so that's, God that's could the show up. But we need to go disciple them. Think about that. So here's the thing. The question is, does God need us or does God... Desire us. Yeah. So talk about that word. So what happened was you and I were talking about God really doesn't need us. But then as we go to the gym on Monday, I pull up a, a recent message from Robert Morris, and it's titled, God Needs Us. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> this was He preached this two weeks ago in Houston at his Gateway Church in Houston. And so I'm listening to it, and he, he talks about how God really does need, how he had a conversation with God and said, you really don't need us. You look at what you've created. And God says, no, I really do need you. But I'm, I switched to that word because I like the word desire. Yeah. God desires us. So I think it's when he was saying, I really do need you. It's not that I need you to get the work done. It's I need you as I created you because I need you. I want you. And I want you to partner with me because everything about our Christian walk has to do with partnering with Christ. That's right. That's why he created man. To partner with us. The biblical word is co-labor. Yes. The scripture says that we are co-laborers with Christ. And the word co-labor means to co-labor, to labor together. Mm -hmm. Or cooperate. Collaborate. Yeah. Collaborate means co-labor. Yes. So we co-labor with him. We cooperate with him. And uh, it's a privilege. And the fact that he wants us to join him in the work, he wants us, he wants to share it. Because it is a privilege when we get to share our faith with others, not in a like throw it in your face, call you out, but literally the joy of sharing something that has so changed my life. I remember when Adam Curry was on Joe Rogan uh, last year, and he just said, hey, let me tell you something. He wanted to share something with Joe, and he said, hey, I want to share something with you that's absolutely changed my life. This has changed my life. Which is why we should be saying this to everyone. Well, I love it because Adam, without any prompting or taking an evangelism course or study, just he's like... 
I have good news, and because I have good news, and this has changed my life, I have to share it. I gave my life to so Jesus Christ. So let me Christ. share it to about a million people or so. Yes. <laughs> on online because that thing went viral. I think it's twelve. What? Oh, it was crazy. It was insane. It went viral, and uh, to even more than that, and. He got to share his faith with millions of people, but he did it so purely, and it wasn't like throwing a Bible in your face or judging you. It was just, let me tell you what has changed my life. Mm -hmm. In fact, it's not a what, it's a who. And that's that's what God wants us to share in the joy of that. And I love when we that, get to help somebody. That Joe Rogan was like, "Well, expound on that. Yeah, he was tell cool me what about happened. It. Very cool about and it. And to me, that." We need to have that boldness. He here he is, a brand new Christian, learning about Christ, learning about what what it means to follow him, and he couldn't wait to get on his show. He knew he was gonna do it. Tina was terrified because she knew he told her nervous about it. On his way there, I'm going to share what I know of the gospel, what happened to me. And she's scared to death because she's afraid of all the backlash. Right. And and doesn't know really how Joe Rogan's going to take it. But he has the courage. And yet we as Christians who are living, trusting in Christ, are so afraid to speak up about what has changed in our life. Because it's a hope we have. So what does and that say about people who've been Christians so long that their Christianity has become boring to them or it's become familiar to it, them to the point where they're not excited about telling other people about it anymore. Do, Ooh, that's scary. Do you think, okay, so we fast forwarded to his, the end of Robert's message mm-hmm. as we were driving here. That's yeah. why we're, it so it's hot good. off the press just so us listening. And he talked about that story. Um, that happened. I want you to share that story. Yeah, well, because he talked about trusting versus believing. Yeah, and I'm not going to go in deep in the weeds, so I'll give you the short version of it. Is there was a man who was going to do a high wire act across a large was it a river, Niagara Falls or something, something crazy like, that. like uh-huh. that? Yes. And he was he was a professional, and he said, and he talked to the crowd, and he said, "Do you believe I can do this?" And they were like, yeah, "We believe," because he'd done these amazing feats before. And he says, um, "Do you trust me that I can do this? We trust you, you can do that." Yeah. And he says, "So who will go with me? If who you will trust let me, me carry who you? will let me carry you across?" Across. And everybody, the whole crowd went silent except for one man. He was a British man, and he said, "I trust you, and I believe." And he literally carried that man across that, that large expanse on a wire at the peril of their lives. But that man trusted him. And he trusted him because he'd seen him do it before. He knew he could do it. But he was the only one. Everyone else believed, but only one, one trusted. Thing. So that, again, Sorry, that was poses my another question. Because the Bible says the demons believe. Yeah, in the book of James. Yes. But do we, so... They believe and tremble, but they don't trust. So to be a Christian is not, we take that word belief, like, well, Mm -hmm. I believe that watermelon's going to be good. I believe, (laughs) you know, this movie I'm going to watch is good. I believe, um, you know, that I'm going to have a good day, whatever. Right. But there's a big difference in believing and trusting. There's an eternal difference between Uh, believing and trusting. Because it does, it says the the demons believe and tremble. Tremble. But they don't know the truth that sets them free. Just so because you believe doesn't mean you here. know. So how many people believe they're Christians, 
but they don't really trust. So do they really believe? That's it. It Man, really comes that back hit me to trust. Hard. It comes back to trust. And, what, and I love what Pastor Robert did. He's preaching to a group of people, probably about 1,500 yeah, yeah, people. Down in Katy, Texas. And, yes, yeah, one and of the churches. Asked the question. And he has everybody, you know, bow their heads and close their eyes. Do you really trust? How many of you have believed at one time? You maybe even have gotten sprinkled or baptized or whatever, but you really don't know now after listening to this message, after listening to um, it fully, what it means can honestly say, I don't know if I'm saved. And he said, hands went up hands everywhere. Hands went up everywhere. That's what scares me. Not for me, because I know, I believe, I, I trust. trust. I adhere. Trust means to adhere to. Adhere. Right. If you think about adhering, me think. I love how you always use tape or you mm-hmm. use duct uh, tape. Duct tape, and how you can't pull it apart. Yeah, if you stick two pieces of duct tape together, you will shred them. You'll destroy them yes. before you pull them apart you, because they literally meld weld yes, together yes and they become one chemically that's yes. just, it's just the way that adhesive is designed that's how it is with yeah. us and can't jesus pull it apart. we can't how many of us have yeah. that kind of trust yeah. it's called oneness with christ yes. we are one with him and yes. we literally become melded to him yes and cannot be pulled apart and so those of you that are listening this is a strong word but it it's is. so important and it could literally be people's eternity their their destiny is hanging in the balance because a lot of people believe Jesus in a casual way, like, oh yeah, I believe he's who he said he was, and I, oh yeah, yeah, he's a but good the, guy, he's a good yeah, dude. Great I hear teacher, that. I'm great like, rabbi, really, dude. But here's the deal: Do you trust him with your very life? Do you trust him enough to get on his back and let let him walk you across a highway? Do you trust him enough to tell other people about him? And if you do trust someone to that level, you'll want to tell other people. That's the that's the way I sort of you know. It's, we don't judge people, but we do look at people's fruit, the fruit of their lives, and people who are incapable of sharing their faith. I just have to ask an honest question: Are they truly believers? Are right. they believing believers, or do they just believe from a distance or, but don't trust? Are they are they thinking? Well, you're a pastor. Of course, you're going to do this, but. There's there's really no difference between you as a pastor and none and whatsoever. Someone, you know that just got saved. None whatsoever. We have the same calling. Yeah, we're supposed to do the same things, and we don't get saved and then, like you say, swing in a hammock on a beautiful sunny day yeah, with nothing with left for us to hand, do. And then All we right, don't we do got anything. saved. There is yeah. work. To do so in a real, I preached a message a number of years ago over at Oak Hills Church in San Antonio, Max Lucado's church, and in in, I titled it "Putting the Go in the Gospel." Yes, because the first I'll two never letters of the word message. "go," got, putting the go it. in the gospel, and it's like, and it was along the same line that that Jesus says, "Go therefore." He doesn't say, "Wait." Wait and see if it's my will for you to do something. No, he already tells us what oh, to I do. Need to, I need to ask God if this is yeah. really what he what wants is my, me to do. What is God's will for my life? That's a huge question. It Probably is. one of the most asked questions, either out loud or just thought in, in most believers' minds. But it's mind. the wrong question. What well, is the wrong question? What do you do when you ask the wrong question? You're going to get the wrong answer. There it is. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations. Interesting, it doesn't say make converts. 
Right. It says make disciples. Because he can actually do that, as oh, we know. Oh, my goodness. As he's we found doing out it. from Bishop Bill. And now there's a responsibility for someone who has had an encounter with Jesus, whether it's that supernatural like that in another country, or whether it's just in a conversation at Starbucks or wherever, you're talking to somebody across the table and you say, hey, do you want to be a follower of Jesus? You go, yeah, I think I want to do that. Either way, however that happens. The, the result is now the responsibility for us is to go, but to go in the gospel, get up off our blessed assurance. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Get up off our blessed assurance and go and to make disciples. That means we have a responsibility to help people become apprentices, disciples of Jesus. I love that. And that's something we're working on real hard here at the bridge. So for those of you, if you're new to the podcast, Annette and I are lead pastors at Bridge Church in Fredericksburg, Texas, and we're developing a robust, comprehensive discipleship track called Walking with God on the Journey of Discipleship. And uh, on discipleship journey, I don't know. Discipleship journey. Yeah. Walking with God on the discipleship journey. So anyway, we are developing this robust 17-week, two-semester class. I'm excited because I'm going to actually get to teach. Yeah, you're going to teach. I'm, I'm going to teach. Other Some of our other pastors so are going to teach. On a Wednesday night. Yeah, on a Wednesday night. And it's going to, when I say robust and comprehensive, what I mean is it's going to cover the whole gamut. It's going to cover what is the church, who is the Holy Spirit, uh, what does it mean to be a disciple, what does it mean to be a witness, what does it mean... To um, what? What is the? What does it mean to walk in faith? Yeah. Oh, love that. And what's the juxtaposition between government and and church. faith? Yes, what, yes. What about the intersection of? What does the, it mean to walk in spiritual gifts? Mm-hmm. To to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. It's going to be comprehensive. Yeah. I'm I'm more stoked about this than I am Sunday mornings, and I love your Sunday mornings. Thank and you, sweetie. I I can't get enough. I mean, I listen to all three messages because no, I'm this, in you get all to three. activate your teaching gift. But so I'm really excited watching. because this is basic foundations yes. that's going to help people yes. really hone in on their, the salvation that we have been given as a gift and yeah. what we can do to present it to others. So back to our original statement, does God need us? He needs us. He desires us. He loves us, us and he desires he wants us. us. To co-labor yes, with him. Yes. To put the go in the gospel. I love the word desire. Mm-hmm, love the too. word desire. Yeah. Um, it's what I have for you. Oh, and me I for mean you. That. I really mean I that. I desire you. It's why we love working together for 31 years of wow. I mean, we, we love doing what we do, but yes. we love doing it together. And that's how God feels about us. If, think about it. If this is how we feel mm-hmm. and we work together every single day. Every day, all day long. I can't even imagine how much more he feels for us because he created us yeah. in his it's image. remarkable, really. He, I love, this is another thing that was powerful to me is when Pastor Robert said, when God created Adam, he created a genius. Mm-hmm. I never thought about that. He didn't create someone that he said, okay, Adam, look at what I've created. Look at the expansion of the sky, the stars, the mountains, and him go, uh, yeah. No, he created a genius. He's going to create someone in his own image, and he's a genius. So right. in That's hearing beautiful. that, I just thought, wow, look how dumbed down we've become. No Jimmy. kidding. Look how dumb down we've become. I love it. We, he created a genius, 
a genius in Adam. Because he wouldn't create less than that no. to fellowship and connect exactly. with him. And sometimes we see ourselves as these terrible people. Yes. We're weak. We're no good. And, and yet he, he, see, he, he sees, sees us, us as amazing totally. and because he created us. And we have that capacity because we've been given what the Bible says, the mind of Christ. Christ. We just have to tap into it and appropriate it, don't we? That word appropriates huge in the Christian faith. And it literally means you actually receive a gift, but you actually activate and use the gift. Yes. Listen, we got people to thank. This is a killer conversation. This is amazing because it's so important. It is. Even talking about it with you just now. Here on the podcast, just it, my faith is I built know, up. Me too. I'm encouraged. I'm built up, and I just feel stronger really, for even having the conversation. For those listeners that are listening right now, God loves you. He desires you. He can do things on His own because He's God, but He wants to partner with you. I love that. Partner with you in the gospel to get this gospel out, yeah. but not just to get it out, but to live it out. So I, I have something to ask of our listeners: If you have a question about faith and a question about a faith journey, and how how do I get on the faith journey? Write in. Go yes. to our website, livingupinadownworld.com. Right there on the front page. I think it's on every page. There's a box there where you can write us. And so write in. If you have faith questions, we want to give you the answers. And if we don't know them, we'll find them. I mean, we're here to help you. Yes. And all you do, livingupinadownworld.com. Go there and uh, and subscribe to our newsletter. That gives you a bump so that you know every week that a podcast is coming. And so uh, we just invite you to go ahead and jump on on the train with us because we want to teach you and help you live up in a down world, even as we're learning and growing in it as well. And so a couple of things, uh, first of all, uh, I want to give some thanks, uh, gotta give a thanks for Brandy. Brandy gave us a generous donation. Brandy Horn. She's amazing. New believer in our church just got baptized not too long ago. And she is on fire for God. I love it. She and Tina are like, well, Tina actually encouraged her to come to church and they're trajectory is unbelievable it's so oh, parallel it's, her and chris and are amazing people we love them to got see. to hang out with them last week yes. and that was amazing also with trey blocker and <sighs> and uh, the curries man we just had such rick a great green and kara rick and kara green i mean god is doing amazing things around here so this is a note that that brandy wrote she says i love listening to the two of you share your love of the lord and each other i enjoy hearing what you each have to say it's like a second sermon midweek with a bonus with our our first lady, Annette. Thank Aww. y'all for doing what you do for the people in the community, Brandy Horn. Brandy, we love you, and we are excited to watch your your journey of and faith. And we get to be a part of it. Yeah, we got a 50-yard so line seat. I mean, we're yes. right there. And then also, uh, Adam Curry. Man, I want to say big thanks for Adam Curry as he gave a striper boost. <laughs> it's, I'm trying to go too fast. He wrote this, mullets are cool. Uh, yeah. God bless you both and all no, the living. No, they're uppers. not. <laughs> <laughs> well, you keep saying I have one. Mine's a mine's a modified. Well, you're getting your version. haircut tomorrow. So. I am. I yes. absolutely am. Also, a um, uh, couple of things. We we did a bro and sis date this last I week. Know. I just want to land on, on a couple of things. That was. It was so funny. First of all, so. 
every time we go out together, it's me and Adam talking 7,000 miles an hour about God, the world, and other things at one end of the table. And then you and Tina are talking 7,000 miles an hour on God, the world, and other things. And so so we do these bro dates, and then y'all were like, so me and Adam are like, man, we've been meeting with a lot of people. Like we've been going out with the, with Chris and Brandy and Trey, and then we went out with Peggy and, and Tim. and all. So we keep going out with all these groups. And uh, we're like the Mandales and the Mandales. You hung out with came, them. Came back from Nashville. So we're like, we need to just go hang out together, alone, like a bro date. And then you were like, well, we want a cis date. So here's what we did. It's crazy. So we got together. We did it on what Tuesday night, I think it was. And uh, but we were going to drive over to Bernie, which is like thirty minutes, 25, 20, 30 minutes yeah. from our house. So they came out to our house together. We got in separate cars and went to two separate. So restaurants. me and Adam got in a car. You and Tina got <laughs> one of the cars. Bernie drove to Bernie together, and then we split off because y'all went to one restaurant, we went to another, and then we met back at the Ours house was later. Better. It probably Our was, steak although was mine, over was, the top. mine was good, but I think you probably, yeah, it, yeah. I think y'all hit a home it's run. It's my favorite place. Beef steak Ours was in a base Bernie hit, but not a home run. Phenomenal. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm going to plug beef steak in Bernie. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. It's my new favorite it restaurant It is really great. If you're a meat eater, oh my gosh, it's meat heaven. So anyway, we had a great time. Of course, both of us, we got back, we're all buzzing because <laughs> we've been talking for hours nonstop. But that's just such a cool time. We value those things. And then the, the last thing I want to share is I bring reading a book that is being very has yes. really impacted me it's a book by I eric. don't have to read it because you just share it oh, with me totally i'm sharing it with the church it. too <laughs> eric metaxas wrote a book called letter to the american church and if you are a pastor or a leader or a spiritual leader or just you're a follower of jesus and you want to have your eyes open to what's going on in our world right now in government and politics it's not like a heavy political book it's just talking about how the culture got to a point uh with um, in the 1930s in Germany, that looks very similar to our culture right now. And he's very shooting a, similar. it's taking a shot over the bow to say, we better wake up because things are not good right now. Boy, do we. Which means we as believers and followers of Jesus, apprentices of Christ, this is our time to step up, open our mouths, and speak up. So stand up, speak up, and speak out. So, you, so you're reading the book, but then we found out there is a documentary. Yes, and we watched that. It's kind of the, like the cliff notes of the book, oh, so which good. meant I didn't have to read it. I could watch the documentary. We watched twice. it twice. <laughs> which I'll watch it again. And you have to get it on Epoch Times, yeah. E-P-O-C-H. Epoch Times. Times.com. Yeah. We downloaded it. It was $9.99. So worth, worth it. Every penny. So worth it. We've watched it multiple times. Yeah. I still I want to watch it again. So either get the book, Eric McCaxis, Letter of the American Church, or go and watch the documentary yes. of it on Epoch Times. That's easy. It's just it's just a web browser. I mean, you just pull it up. So that those are massively And then Dr. Impacting Rick Scarborough's me. book you're reading. Oh, I'm reading another book by Rick Scarborough. I don't have the title because it's not sitting in front of me. I met with Dr. Rick Scarborough, who is a huge voice uh, from the Christian standpoint of saying we've got to bring our nation back to biblical yes. conservative values and turn our founding this thing. fathers. Oh, we're most pastors. of them were pastors. Hello. Most of the signers are over half of the signers of the Declaration of Independence were pastors. But our government right now wants to do away with 
everything. All, all Christianity. Oh, anything yeah. that has to do with the nuclear family. Well, and they do it based <sighs> on, on the separation of church and state, which, is, which and, was set up by yes. the founding fathers who were pastors. pastors. It was set up so that to protect the churches mm-hmm. and Christianity from tyranny. Yes. It was to protect them from government. But now the government has flipped it, and now they're they're trying to protect themselves from us. Yes. And that's wrong. It's not how it was meant to be. So we're returning things to their values. I'm preaching that every Sunday from the pulpit. Boy, I'm are calling you. things out. Yeah, I think I th- love that someone came to one of our pastors and said Y'all need to pray over Jimmy and Annette, Pastor Jimmy and Annette, because they need protection because of what he's preaching in the pulpit. Yeah. And that made that right there just gave. It, I felt protected knowing yeah. that she brought mm-hmm. that up. So we're speaking out. Yes, we're standing we up and we we're are. speaking up. And because we have to, we, we have. To, we don't have a choice. We don't have a choice as followers As Christians, of Christ. We, we have an obligation. Yeah, we have an obligation to speak truth into yes. the culture. We speak it with love but we speak it firmly. We say what needs to be said. Absolutely. Uh, I did a sermon last week, and, and basically the the gist of it was we need to call sin, sin. We need to call spade a spade. And so check out that sermon. If you in others, uh, it's called Mind Wars is the series because that's what Excellent the enemy series. is after the real estate between so your ears. So excited you're doing this. So it's called Mind Wars. You can go to bridgefbg.com bridgefbg.com and you can find that you can scroll down it's on the front page there and you can listen so wow we blew through this podcast yes we're on speed speed dial right now (laughs) so uh anything going out that you want to share with our friends no i think that's good i think we got to get to a staff meeting now we do hey we (laughs) love you guys we love you so much do go to living up in a down world bridgefbg.com and uh Sign up because we we want to stay in touch and do send us any questions about your faith journey. We want to help you in your walk with God. Well, that about does it for today. We got a full day ahead of us. Boy, don't we? It's only 9, 12 a.m. and we've got a full day of meetings. And you know what? We get to do this because we're living up in a down world. I love you, baby. Gorgeous. Hey, you guys have an amazing week on purpose. We are out of here.